What's up, y'all? This your girl, Nikwandra. It's Talk About It Thursday, and we about to get into it. Tonight is not the typical Talk About It Thursday, baby, because we is doing testimonies tonight. It is Testimony Thursday. That's right. I am going to share my full, uncut, raw testimony. Now, first of all, first of all, I'm not going to hold you long because I can't talk for that long, but I am going to share everything and be as detailed as possible. And I do recommend that you allow your teenager to listen to this so that they can hear about the mess that I was in and where it led me so that they know it's nothing. They're not missing out on nothing, honey. If anything, you're missing out on the greatness that you could be indulging in. You're holding yourself stagnant, trying to be one with the world when you need to be one with the one who made the world, if that makes sense. Um, so let's jump in. Let's get right into it. Also, let me say this too. Let me say this too, because this is important. Um, I get the, the notion that people have perception of Christians or believers. They run to Christ when their life is just at rock bottom like we wait until life is at rock bottom like we strung out on drugs and then overdosed 13 times or or we done almost died or either um on the flip side we had an encounter with god and then we went um to go claim our salvation that's not my testimony and that's not reality and i don't want you whoever is listening to wait until the worst thing in your life that happened to go after your salvation. You need to go after God now, today. My testimony is about me indulging in the worldly things, seeking for missing pieces in different people and things instead of going straight to the one that I knew who could provide that for me. Um, so this is for the women and the men who knew God, but chose to seek out for the things that he could give in other people, places, and things. And you have to excuse me from scratching my nose because it's dry. I don't know why. And it's itching and it's driving me crazy. So let's get into it. I'm going to start, start with my background. So I am from Southport, North Carolina. That is a very teeny small town um, near Wilmington, North Carolina. Most of my family is from there. Um, my mom and dad, they did not stay together. I'm closer to my mom's side than my dad's side. Um, when we used to live there, um, I was in the church a lot with my grandmother. I mean, she would have us going to Bible study with her friends every um, weekend. She would have us singing in the choir. Um, she would teach us scripture. She would even have us practicing at her house for songs that we were just going to sing in front of the church, <laughs> me and my cousins. Uh, she would sign us up for vacation Bible study. She taught Sunday school. Like, she is who introduced me to Christ. She is the one who placed him in front of me, gave me the introduction. Like, here's your real dad. Hallelujah. Have fun with him. Um, and so... I thank God for her for that to this day. Um, and we're always. Um, so we had I had that interaction with him as a as a young child. And then my family moved away to Charlotte and we never went to church again unless we were back visiting home and my grandma would take us. So we would go down to Southport for the um summer and she would be taking us in and out of church. That, that was my only interactions 
with God and getting to know him. So I say I don't grow up in the church because I did not truly get that foundation. I just got introduced to who he was. It was never instilled in me. It was just an introduction and I knew he was there covering readily available to me. So as I grew up in high school, um, I became this person that wanted to now, now I see it. Back then I didn't see it, but I was shaping and shifting like a shapeshifter, shifting and trying to please and fit the mold that everyone thought I was. I was this pretty dark-skinned girl with a big butt. And so they, oh, you sexy. Oh, I like your body. And so I started to morph into that thing. I started to dress so that you could see my figure. I started to behave in that manner i'm talking about in high school i'm laughing because i'm really about to say this out loud like i'm talking about in high school i would be hanging around with boys um kissing and letting them touch all over my body in the neighborhood um just out acting the fool seeking for those things and um my mom and dad weren't together and my relationship with my dad was um a strain and so of course yeah I had daddy issues I was seeking for the love and 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 security that a daughter is supposed to get and I put that in quotation because you're supposed to get but I mean really anyone can um a mother can provide that um but as a daughter it's like not having your dad to be there and reassure you and show you how a man should treat you. Um, it plays a huge part in us and we go out in the world and we seek and we try to find that peace. Um, and so that's what I was doing. And I was using my body that everyone prays to do so, to um, capture these little boys and have have my way and let them have their way. I, that was, that was, a natural thing that came to me and it and I was just shaping and shifting and making myself fit in. I had an attitude. I was um nasty at the mouth in high school. I was rude. I mean anything like if you had something to say to me and you wanted to be nice nasty, I was gonna give it right back to you a hundred times oh now where did that help me? Nowhere. I had teachers who would tell me you're not gonna be this, you're not gonna be able to do this um and I was used to it because even in my own household even when I tried to do stuff outside of the box um it was like uh girl you can't do that like that ain't gonna work that ain't gonna happen so I was used to it and so I started fitting in them old like I'm just gonna do what's easy I'm just gonna do what's comfortable I'm just gonna hang out hang out with these boys, hang out with my friends, talk junk, cuss, whatever, whatever I wanted to do. And so that trickled on into college. And in college, you got drugs, you got alcohol, you got freedom, more room to have sex whenever, wherever, with whoever. And that's exactly what I did. I was out in the world um, looking, using these things to filling the missing pieces the security I never got the the love I never felt the um encouragement I never got I was 
using these things to fill in those holes. I was getting high before work and before um, class every day. Literally, when I turned 21, there was never a chance you would catch me without a full bottle of Sky Vodka. And I'm telling you, I would pour it in a cup like I was drinking the most expensive liquor in the world. No chaser, nothing. Drinking it like it's water every day. Every day, numbing, pain, suppressing emotions. I had a job, full-time job, full-time students out there in Greensboro hitting the paint, okay? Once I realized, like, it's just me out here doing my thing, that's just what it was. I was out there doing my thing, going to work, making sure I could pay my bills and go to the club every weekend. I told myself I would never go to the club without being able to have two drinks in my hand. That was my standard. <laughs> that was my standard. That was That is what was important to me. Not my grades at the time, not my health, not my sanity, just going out and having a good time. And it got to a point where I was just dealing with so many men. I would be sleeping with multiple men in one day. I started dating women and sleeping with them and sleeping with men and women in the same day, like going off okay going off and like i tell you some of the stuff i can't even remember because i was so like intoxicated off of the weed off the drugs and off of the life like i didn't want to feel anything i was so depressed because of the love the security the encouragement i was lacking I was looking for it in the world. Like when I tell you depressed, I would literally put a sheet up over the only window I had in my room, pitch black, get food, lay in the bed, watch TV, do nothing. And I was functionally depressed. You, Nobody would ever know. Nobody probably still didn't know. They're going to know. You're going to know after you watch this. <laughs> But nobody would ever know. I was functionally depressed. I was the strong one. I was the one people were unloading onto. Whole time, I'm in my room crying. I'm in my room sitting in the dark watching TV, eating snacks, just filling up stuff in my body. I didn't care. Let me tell you how the Lord kept me. I had two tickets, my first encounter. Um, I had got pulled over with some friends for having weed. We were smoking in the car on the way to a party. The second time I was drinking in my car, driving to a party with two underage people in my car. Um, I got in the back of the police car and the dude was asking me, so what are, why are you in Greensboro? What are you doing? I was telling him I was studying to be a teacher and he just looked at me like, are you serious? That touched a nerve, but it didn't do too much because I got right back out of that police car, told my friend to drive me to that party, and I got drunk and never thought about it again because I had the money to pay for the lawyer. I had the money to pay for the ticket. I wasn't worried about it. I was worried about pleasing me. What was going to make me feel better in that moment? Not thinking about 
what this was going to do to me 10 years down the road, not even 10 years down the road. It's like been like six years down the road where I'm trying to um, get a get a job in the school and they're looking at my background like, um, girl, you got possession, <laughs> you got drinking under influence, like we're not hiring you. Because I was pleasing, trying to please me. I wasn't thinking about nothing else. Um, one time, I got so drunk. My, I went to A&T. Um, I got so drunk. I was driving from the Suites to Spring Place. That's about a 15-minute drive. Um, I was so drunk that before I got in the car, I threw up in the parking lot, spinning. The world was spinning. Okay. Keep it 100 right now. I should not have been driving just now. I almost fucking wrecked my life. My life was about to be over. Hey, okay, this is this is the part where I'm I'm, I'm telling y'all I was in this mess. I was the world was spinning and I still got behind the wheel. Drove 15 minutes down the road to my apartment. Threw up in the parking lot when I got home and somehow made it in the house. Somehow made it 15 minutes down the road. Tell me that that was not the hand of God steering me down the road. You tell me that wasn't him. Because I'm going to tell you the, the, the devil is a liar. I should be in the grave. I had no business getting behind that wheel. I should be in the grave. Honey, I was always in a relationship. Always. And all of them ended up in turmoil. I was always trying to control the relationship, trying to get that person to do for me how I wanted them to do for me because I was the one who needed it. I was always doing for somebody because I felt if I did for them, they would do for me the way I needed. Didn't work out. Don't go down this rabbit hole. You are not going to find the love you need, the support you need, the security you need, the assure, assurance you need in the world. I was drinking heavily, smoking heavily, having sex with anybody I wanted all the time. It's not worth it. I found myself in a cycle of destruction. And although I was in school, I had the job I wanted. I was making good money. I was managing a restaurant at 21, 22 years old. Managing a restaurant. I had the car. I had a place to call, that I was paying for to call my own. Everything a 21, 22-year-old could have wanted, I had. And it was not enough. God was, God was covering me, but he was not orchestrating it. He was not the conductor of that show, boo. That's why I was so unhappy. That's why I continued in that destructive cycle. That's why I was depressed. Because God was not orchestrating the, the musical that I was producing. And so I'm trying to show you that without him, you are not going to reach this, this divine destiny that you see yourself having because God didn't lay it out that way for you. He didn't lay it out that way for me. That's why I was never getting anywhere. I was depressed. I was messed up, okay? 
I was messed up. You would never catch me sitting on anybody's screen encouraging them today, back in the day, because I did not want to deal with women. I did not, okay? I had too many friends who did me any kind of way, and I was like, I'm done. I, I didn't want to. But here the Lord has softened my heart. He has given me wisdom and I see why we need each other. I see why I was put here to encourage. I see why I was set apart to lead. Now, let's get into my salvation. And so once I realized I was going around, going in this cycle of destruction, I asked a friend who I knew was in church and I was like, what's the name of the church? Now, I didn't go in there um, willy-nilly. I had to watch online a couple services to see how things was going to go because, you know, I did not like the whole get up and introduce yourself thing. And so <laughs> I had to see how that part went because I was... I was socially um, timid. I was like, wait a minute now. I ain't got to go up in there by myself. And, and they put me on blast or whatever. So I had to watch it ever since. I'm telling you, since my grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother introduced me to the father. She set that up. That was intentional. She set that up for me. I knew who to go to. I knew where to, where to go when my life was going in a cycle of destruction. And it was not my mama. It was not my daddy. It was not my aunties. It was not my brother, my sister, my cousins. It was my father, the creator that had the way for me. And I knew I needed to run to him. So if you are in this cycle of seeking and looking and poking and prying for things that, that to fill whatever void you have, you got to get out of the world, honey, and get into the word because that's what saved me. And, and there's a lot of people who are like me that know God and know him to be true and honest, but we not you're not ready to, to take that to take that step, but I want to encourage you today to do it because staying there is going to lead you nowhere but to destruction. I know the enemy makes stuff look good, but what looks good is not always good for you. So anyway, I um my nose is still itching. I um went to church and ever since then never stopped going. Now I'm not gonna say. Once I went to church, everything in my life changed. I got a revelation. I did that I needed to change my life. And I started making changes. I stopped smoking slowly. I stopped drinking slowly. I started removing friends out of my life that were not pouring into me the way I needed them to. And that I was able to pour into them. It got real lonely. I'm telling you, it got real lonely. It's still lonely. And I'm telling you, a lot of people are not going to like the decision that you make to serve God because you got to change your life around. You got to do different things. You got to hang around like-minded like people because temptation is realer than you think. 
temptation has a stronger grasp on you than you think because I fumbled so many times. But because I knew God was forgiving, as long as I forgave, he was going to keep holding on to me as he always was. So I thank God for Jesus because he went through all of this for us already. He was tempted by the devil and still and still told him, get on somewhere. Like, I know who my, I know who my father is. He still got on that cross. For you, for me, he, he went through all of this already. We have the perfect example. It can be done. You just got to get ready. You got to prepare yourself. You got to be for sure about it. What they say, a made up mind. That's not to say you ain't going to fall, boo, because I fall, fell so many times. I just got out of a three-year long toxic relationship of me again shape-shifting and trying to please everybody you're going to fall you're going to fall just here 2019 2020 i stumbled and started smoking again you're going to fall and then even when you fall, that does not make you any less of a person that makes you a human. You are real and you are still a child of God. Saints are not this these holy, then art thou people. Saints are sinners that fall and get back up again. I want to tell, I'm trying to tell you. There is greatness waiting for you, and God wants you now, today. He wants you now, today. You are going to stumble, and as long as you are honest and repent, as long as you are honest and repent, God is going to always carry you, honey. I'm trying to tell you, don't count yourself out, because you are more than a conqueror. Now, today in my life, I'm completely 100% sober. I don't have no desire to smoke. I don't have no desire to drink. I don't have any desire to have sex with anyone. My desire is to truly cling to God. Like, I want to continue to hear him. I want to continue to bring him glory. I want to continue. I'm not want, let me say not want. I'm going to continue to share his word and encourage women and men too that listen. I'm just not going to stop no matter how hard it gets and um, how lonely it gets. But I'm telling you, that's only a season. God is going to bring so many like-minded people around you. You're going to be so filled by your friends who are like-minded, who, who are going after the same things that you are. You're going to be so filled. You are going to be so blessed. You worry for nothing. That love that you're seeking, you are going to get that from the Father. I'm trying to tell you, you are going to be in your house alone some days 
and not even feel like you are by yourself because you know the Holy Spirit is with you. Like a lot of people talk about lonely. Like I'm alone a lot of the times, but I don't never feel alone because I'm not. I be in here having a great time, okay? Mind my business, running my business, talking to God, spending time with my family. That's really what matters. You have an assignment. God is calling you, but are you going to answer? Now, if you are wanting to I just, you know, it's a lot. God's good. All right, let's let's wrap this up because I told you I'm not going to keep you long, okay? So if you are wanting to receive this mighty God that I'm talking about oh so often on Talk About It Thursday Remix, um, say this prayer after me. Lord, I have sinned and fallen short of your honor and the principles that you have set for my life, God. God, I come to you today to ask for forgiveness for my sins. Search my heart, Lord, and if you may find anything unclean or stained, God, I ask that you clean it and make me a new heart for you, Father. For I believe that you died and rose with all power on the third day to save me. Father, I believe that my faith in you, that by my faith in you, I am saved and by your stripes, I am healed. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you have said that prayer, then I need you to let me know so that you can properly be celebrated. If you need a church home to go to, you need to go and look up New Jerusalem Cathedral in Greensboro, 1822 Sharp Row. That is my church home. Yes, I do live in Charlotte. And yes, I do travel there to go to church before you ask me. I do. Um, so when we get back in person, I will be in Greensboro every weekend. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you said that prayer, let me know so you can be celebrated properly god loves you he wants you and he is so grateful for you for all my friends who are listening on podcast go ahead and hit the bell and follow my channel also on youtube follow the channel hit the bell hit subscribe all the buttons hit like leave a comment and let me know share your testimony as well that is a part of our responsibility is to responsibility is to witness it's to share. People need to hear this real, uncut, raw, unsugarcoated stuff because they think that we are playing. They think that we are just these holier than out art thou people. But no, we just real people who fall and understand that our Father loves us and forgives us and we make it right. Over and over again, we make changes until we get it right we are here to set the captives free we are breaking generational curses we are beating the devil down every day beat them down okay i don't want to see anybody anybody 
losing in this season we're going to win the only way you lose is by doing nothing and that's not gonna happen we're gonna do something in this season we're gonna produce we're gonna reap our harvest i know i'm super animated so guys like share subscribe tell me your testimony or if you can relate Leave a comment. Let me know. I would love to hear from you and talk to you. Again, forgive me. My nose is itching. I don't know why. But anyway, you have an excellent night. It was super great talking. Super great sharing with you this um, crazy time I had in my life. And I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Be blessed abundantly. Yeah.